and welcome to the Fringe RX Podcast. I'm Anna Strong, and I'm on a mission to find a cure for autoimmune. We talk education, healing, support, do's, don'ts, wins, and losses, all to improve our quality of life. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fringe RX. I am so excited today because from Tennessee. I have a beautiful girl here. She's ready to talk to her. She's from Tennessee, but oddly enough, her name is Georgia. It's Georgia Katie. Katie, come on in. Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm here at the studios in Manhattan Beach, and we're flying you all the way in via remotely um, uh, from Tennessee. Where are you, where are you, um, uh, currently uh squatted i am in my bedroom in okay my do you and uh in middle. do you live in a house Sorry. apartment i do i live in a house you live in a house um uh, and uh tell us how old you are because you look very young i'm 24 24 years old how long have you had an autoimmune di- uh, condition um Difficult to say for when it onset, but I was 22 when I was diagnosed. Okay, so um, uh, 22 when you were formally diagnosed, and as most of us in the AI community, um, uh, it takes a while to, to get a diagnosis. When do you when do you think you um, actually you should have been diagnosed? Um, I think probably when I was 21 was when things really got to a degree of being bad, but when I look back on it, I was showing symptoms from the time I was 18. Okay. Um, did it did it affect you as far as like going to school or uh, socially or, uh, and, and- Oh, what... definitely both. Yeah, uh, um, what did you, what did you, uh, what were your symptoms? I mean, what, what exactly uh, was happening before? you were diagnosed. And well, what was your first what was your first diagnosis? Um, the first symptom that I got that was really bad that um, uh, affected me both socially and uh, academically was I wasn't able to continue school and I lost a lot of my friends because of the fatigue. And that was the main symptom that really persisted the most. Um, and my first diagnosis when I was 22 was with lupus. Oh, really? Lupus. Um, uh, did your doctor take the time to like explain to you what that was or how exactly did it, how, how exactly did it come down? I think I had to rely mostly on myself for educating myself. Um, I knew what lupus was prior to being diagnosed because it was one of the things I suspected. Um, but my doctor gave me a little bit of education. What, um, do you have family members with lupus? What would make you think lupus? No, um, I had the um, butterfly rash, and when I was trying to look up different kinds of rashes, lupus was pretty exclusive to what would cause that. Wow, thank God for the internet. (laughs) So what was it, what was the rash? It was? The butterfly rash, it's redness across the cheeks and nose that's, exclusive to lupus, and now I'm finding out sometimes other autoimmune diseases. Uh, see, I didn't know that. So there's an educational thing right there for viewers that like that. Um, uh, now, lupus was uh, your first diagnosis, uh, and I'm looking at the list that I have for you down here. Um, uh, 
I have uh, a long QT syndrome. What is that? Uh, that's I'm not I'm still not to this day really sure what that is. Um, mine was drug induced. It's a heart condition, um, and it was explained to me. Uh, your heart tries to beat sooner than it wants to, or sooner than it's supposed to. Still unclear on that one. Oh wow! Uh, and <laughs> and w this was caused by a, a pharmaceutical drug. Yes, it was um, caused by one of the um, psychiatric meds I was taking at the time. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the side effects are, is, is the one thing that bothers me the most about uh, the prescriptions that some people have to go on because of uh, uh, the autoimmune condition. Uh, was, the, was the psychiatric drug uh, before or after the, um, uh, the lupus diagnosis? This was before. Okay. So, um, uh, so uh, I, I also see down here that you have ADHD, um, uh, which is join the club because I have that one. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and and a, a list of other um, other uh, uh, problems. But um, these are 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 these still affecting you today? As far as um, you know, dealing with a an, a chronic illness. Um, that basically they're telling you or is degenerative that it's going to get worse. Is, is it is it messing with you psych uh, you know psych wise? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like every time that I go to a doctor's appointment, I get some new diagnosis thrown at me, and that's a lot to juggle. Do you have anybody uh, in your support system to to help you deal with this? Definitely, I have really supportive friends. Um, I have a very supportive mother. Um, both my parents are very supportive, um, and uh, yeah, my friends and family are, have been very accepting and supporting of me during during this whole adventure. Uh, in this this little tiny town of Crossville, is there anybody else that's affected with uh, autoimmune like yourself? Yes, um, I actually met one of my best friends. Uh, she also has lupus. Her name is Eden. Um, I met her whenever I was looking into a clinical trial um, drug for lupus uh, towards the end of the first year I was diagnosed. So have you gone in on any clinical trials? No, I have not. I didn't qualify for that one. Okay. What are you doing um, uh, outside of, uh, you know, the, the um, host of, uh, of uh, prescriptions that you have on? You have... Uh, uh, GABA Perlin, you know, I love these because you, you can't pronounce any of these. They, they're, <laughs> right. they're, they're, they're based in Latin. I know what tramadol is, um, uh, uh, but you have one, two, three, four, five, six, doxycycline. Um, doxycycline, oh, those are all ones that I've had to try in the past. Oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, I, yeah, that one sounds familiar. What, which ones are you on now? How many? Uh, right now I'm just taking a Lyrica, a nerve pain pill. Um, my rheumatologist um, oversees me being on that. Um, I took a break from trying out the drugs that alter your immune system because the side effects are really just so much doing more harm than good for me. Which ones did you try? Um, I tried... Um, Plaquenil, the hydroxychloroquine. I tried that um, one. I tried, mm -hmm. uh, I tried other meds for pain like gabapentin and tramadol. 
but uh, the ones that you're on right now are um, uh, are working for you or no? Yeah, they seem to be. Um, they're the best thing that I've tried so far with the least amount of side effects. Okay. Um, I, when you say when you say least amount of side effects, what what side effects are you experiencing? Probably still some. Uh, they contribute a little to my fatigue. Um, okay. I have to be very structured in the time that I take them. Now, is uh, 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 I hope you, uh, as I do, uh, have really good insurance. <laughs> oh, yes. You need insurance. You need really good insurance. Yes, um, definitely. Uh, uh, and 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 your your medication is covered. Yes, it's all um, pretty much covered. There's just been a few things um, like some weight loss medication that hasn't been covered because it's been uh, off label use. Um, last year, I actually hit my deductible for the first time, so for like half the year, all my prescriptions were free. Yeah, uh, you. Uh, yeah, I hit my deductible. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, as as far as uh, uh, you, you, you were diagnosed with hepatitis C at one point and your insurance wasn't going to cover the 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 medication for that oh yes they were gonna cover that um, uh, because uh, uh, yeah but did you have to fight for it because I mean in my notes I have that uh, you oh that... I actually didn't a lot of people do though I got very lucky in my situation yeah you know what that that is one of the cures that they've come up with in uh you know the past decade because it we don't we don't usually get to see diseases get cured but uh that one that one uh you can actually completely get over and you did yes i did it was pretty remarkable i had almost no side effects from the treatment it was just three months one pill a day and then i was back to like it never happened so are you uh are you currently working or are you on disability I'm on disability. Okay. Um, uh, and and when you were first di diagnosed, were you working at the time? Did it stop you from no, going to work? I had stopped working about a year and a half before getting diagnosed um, because my symptoms were progressing. I didn't know what they were at the time; didn't have any answers. But tell me, tell me what the the progression was as far as like, uh, you know, from you not knowing, and how did you get? How did you get to the right people to to at least give you a diagnosis and get you some help? Um, it was very abrupt. Um, I kind of had a few symptoms here and there that got worse and worse until very quickly until I was unable to take care of myself. And I was living in um, Lexington, Kentucky at the time, uh, living by myself. And my mom kind of intervened at a certain point and couldn't see me that way anymore. And I moved back home and she took care of me and got me in with the doctors and it was um, pretty quickly that the diagnoses started coming one after the other. Yeah, after well, my um, first work. Uh, luckily, uh, I, don't, I, I shouldn't say luckily, but lupus is uh, one of the um, autoimmune d d diseases that is not that rare. So um, uh, at least they're screening for that like, you know, right away. Um, uh, do you do you think uh, there have you, I mean have you looked into any ulterior um, uh, like therapies that you could do besides just the pharmaceutical route? Um, the most uh, al uh, alternative kind of treatment that I've looked into was whenever I um, found out I also had a tick-borne infection, um, and I treated that. Um, 
it's different than treating um, an autoimmune disease. It's hardcore antibiotics for a very long time, which was wreaking havoc on my gut, of course, but um, it did, I did see a decrease in my autoimmune symptoms and some of At my- At the time you were taking the antibiotics, right? Yes, you and saw even a decrease else. on that, right. Mm -hmm. um, uh, did it get rid of the Lyme disease? Um, I had Starry, that's kind of like the Southern version of Lyme, um, Southern tick associated rash illness. And uh, there's no way to tell if it got rid of it per se, but the symptoms are very much alleviated to the point that I don't notice what would be traditionally associated with Starry anymore. Now, a lot of people are saying that um, uh, that autoimmune has a very um, foundation uh, of a, like a leaky gut that often is uh, caused by uh, antibiotics um, with an mm -hmm. imbalance of the bacteria in the microbiome. But um, uh, you were on a very extens uh, extensive uh, amount of time with the antibiotics. How long? I did um, IV antibiotics for four months, and then I did um, oral antibiotics for four months. Okay, that's a long time. Yeah, uh, I was on I was on them for about six weeks, and that, honestly, I, I probably would have died without them. Sometimes you do need antibiotics. So, um, uh, but I, how did you find out that you had Lyme disease? I mean, did you find a tick on you, or um, I mean, how did you know? No. Um, I was having just all kinds of, uh, once I got diagnosed with the first autoimmune diseases, I became kind of paranoid and obsessed that all this other stuff was wrong with me and got tested for a bunch of other things and um, did show up for some of the um, tick uh, viruses. So I um, was sent to an infectious disease doctor who did a panel on me of some sort. Um, and then that was definitively diagnosed and he uh, oversaw the treatment of that. And he agrees that it contributed to the autoimmune diseases developing in the first place. Uh-huh. So, um, uh, yeah, I've heard that also that uh, Lyme disease untreated and undetected can also flip the immune system over. Have you heard of stem cell therapy at all, uh, being able to cure autoimmune? I have. I've not heard that it cures autoimmune, but I've heard a little bit about how amazing they can be for symptoms. Yeah. Um, and has your doctor talked to you about that at all? No, not any of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, pretty much a therapy um, all over the world except for in the United States. You actually have to be really, really bad, uh, you know, like probably, you know, this is the last thing, and then maybe they'll uh, give you a referral to do a stem cell therapy, but right now it is not, uh, it's not mainstream, and I don't know why, because I really do think that this is our ticket to ride uh, as far as, like, flipping the immune system over and being able to cure 120, to you know, different diseases at one time. It's like, come on, get it together, USA. But um, uh, yeah, that, uh, look into it, Google it, ask your doctor. Um, uh, if you can, please, you know, call your representative or whatever and tell them to ask our government to get off of their, their proverbial ass and start doing some real research into stem cell therapy because I really do think that um, it would save millions of people, 
300 million people, to be exact, over <laughs> 300 million people have an autoimmune that could be, you know, uh, either cured or at least, uh, you know, given some relief on. Uh, I've had it done. I had to go out of the country. I went to Mexico. So, and I also saw you're, you're doing um, uh, LDN, low-dose uh, nitroxin. Yes, um, I took that for um, several months. That's kind of uh, ex not really experimental, but experimental in the autoimmune um, aspect. It is, yeah. Uh, you know, did your doctor tell you about this? I told my doctor about it. <laughs> there you go. You know, sometimes we do. We have to educate our doctors. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, of uh, good stuff being said about uh, low-dose nitroxin, but the odd thing is the, the stem cell therapy we have that we haven't figured out how to make that a prescription or to make money off of that one. Um, uh, but LDN is such a, an affordable drug that uh, the pharmacies don't really push that one. So therefore your doctors aren't educated about it because it's all this money cycle of, you know, we're pushing this drug this week, you know, try, try this one out. But uh, the, the LDN, uh, very cost efficient, and you can, you can basically, uh, as long as you have a prescription, uh, you can get it online. So it, it's not that bad at all. Uh, I tried that for a while. I didn't see a major difference, but it didn't hurt me either. I didn't get any side effects or anything like that. So is there anything else that you would recommend? I see you've got bats in your belfry up there. Oh, What's yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely, Jeff. Uh, making time for yourself, that's the best non-prescription, straightforward treatment there is, is if you don't take the time to really take care of yourself, you're going to have burnout, you're going to run yourself down, and you can't possibly heal if you're not doing things to contribute to that every day. So, uh, so, so if you could put uh, like your recommendations into a little hat box, what can you tell our audience? What can they do besides, uh, you know, uh, sheepishly uh, go to the doctor and and uh, you know maybe get handed a prescription that gives them side effects and you know and and a lot of people you know they just they'll put up with it and put up with their doctor because that's what they're supposed to do but you should really if you're if you're getting side effects with a, uh, with any pharma uh, pharmacy kind of thing because everybody's different you got to complain right away. What else can you tell our audience that you do that works? Definitely educate yourself because regardless if you're going to go a completely pharmaceutical or completely homeopathic route of treating your illness, you have to be educated before you make certain decisions and before you um, see certain doctors or whoever you're going to see for it. And being educated and advocating for yourself is also one of the greatest ways you're going to make milestones in your treatment. Is there any, is there any, um, anything that you did mistakenly that you would warn somebody not to do? Probably jump into pharmaceuticals. <laughs> they definitely have their place, I think. But uh, I was all too confused and scared and leaned very heavily into thinking there was just going to be some kind of pill that would make everything go back to normal. And in reality, there's just not. So it's, it's been more of a, of a I would say, um, a tiered thing that you're doing, like um, uh, more than one thing. Uh, how about yes, your lifestyle? Definitely. 
I mean, you moved back home. Is it less stressful for you? It's definitely less stressful having um, just someone that on bad days I can depend on to get me through them, um, not only physically, but, you know, emotionally. Um, having someone I trust there if something were to go wrong. Um, not just not having to always yourself be the person you fall back on at the end of the day. It's just nice to have a break from that to really start focusing on healing and coming back up. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, uh, uh, giving this social distancing crap, too, that we have to put up with, <laughs> that you're um, uh, contained in, in, in a house with people that love you is really, really good. Um, uh, is there anything that we can tell specifically with uh, lupus? Is there, um, uh, is there a particular organization that you, um, you advocate that uh, is supportive within that community? Um, I haven't um, seen one locally that I've been a part of. I know that Lupus Alliance is one online that I see um, advocate a lot and have a lot of news come out about trials and new medications and new therapies. Okay, and do you, uh, with this condition, do you get a little loopy? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I like that pun. That was really um, yeah. stupid, I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely, um, I'm gonna keep that one in mind. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I, you, you also do an Instagram. Uh, uh, what is, what is uh, how can we follow you? What was that? I'm sorry. How can we follow you? Oh, I am at um, chronically underscore thrill. And you can follow me there. Okay. And, um, and, and, and what is your, what is your focus? What, what, what are you putting out there for, for people? It's kind of just a lifestyle blog in the form of an Instagram account, I guess, that just really uh, gets snapshots of what it's like to really live with a chronic illness. And being Tennessee. Yes. <laughs> Rocky Town, yes, Tennessee. <laughs> um, uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, you've been a wealth of information. Uh, I want to thank you for putting yourself out there as far as being um, brave enough to talk about your personal journey and to give an inspiration to other people. So thank you very much. Georgia from Tennessee. Thank you we for having you, me. Okay, that's our show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.